Amen. First fruit season is officially open right now. And even if you don't get it, clap your hands like God just poured out on you an awesome blessing. After you hug your neighbor, have your seat. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, band. Thank you, worshipers. Wow. Isn't this great? Because, our, because we've given ourselves an extended time in worship, I want to just give you a quick introduction. Can you take it? Um, and the way I want to do that is I, I, I want to, when I say first fruit seasons is, is now open, some people have no idea what I'm talking about. I, I, I never need to take it for granted because if you don't know this principle, then you're missing out on what God has your name. Is it Tasha Cobb that wrote the song, There's a Blessing With? Uh, if your name is on it, but you don't appropriate it, what good is that? It's true. The song is true. But whatever God has prepared for you, you still have to receive. And the people said amen. So the way I, I want to do this is, a, is, is do a simple introduction by asking you a question. How important do you believe first things are to you? Have you thought about things that are very first, that never happened to you before, but when they do, they change your life? Have you thought about how powerful first things are? Sometimes first things can be bad as well as good. First place is usually good. Amen? Uh, first class is usually all right. If you've never flown first class, you don't know what I'm talking about. You've never been in those seats that turn, now they turn them a 45 degree angle and they have a little round booth in front of you and they have a little seat in front of you so when you lay back that in, that underneath your legs, that comes up and connects and now you've got your bed. Oh yes, amen. First class is amazing. First degree uh, is probably not that good, like first degree murder. Um, first aid is usually needed, amen? When you need first aid, it needs to be good, right? Um, the first half and first, um, the first half and first baseman, it could be good or bad. While thinking about this message, I, I recall several of my first experiences. See if you can recall some of yours. And with that experience, see if you can think of a word that describes how it was. Are you there? Your first major league baseball game. I'm sorry, maybe y'all don't go to football. Anybody go to football games? Oh, my God, most of y'all don't. TV. Okay. Uh, I remember my first major league baseball game. It was just, it was amazing. I sat there with my dad. Just, it was amazing. Have you ever been to see the Falcons or the Hawks? Do you remember the first time 
How about your first bike ride? What would you use as a word to describe that? Scurred, okay. How about the first day of school, when you first went to school? How would you describe it? Tell your neighbor, how, what word would you use to describe the first day you walked into class, didn't know anybody? What was that like? First things have major impressions on your mind. It's true. Okay, all right. How about the first time you ever went to a public movie? Do you remember what that was like? Okay, how about your first date? Tell your neighbor what that was like. No, no don't, well, just tell them. Just use a word to describe your first date. I see a little, little further discussion might be needed. Amen. Okay, how many of you are parents? You raise your hand, you are a parent. All right, my ask, I'm going to ask you, what was it like the first time you laid eyes on your first child? Some of the guys, they didn't want to admit it, but their eyes start sweating. Yeah, you know. It's kind of amazing. First things are extremely powerful. Well, okay, what about the first dirty diaper you ever changed? Oh, my. Do you remember what your first automobile was like? Those of you who understand what I'm talking about, you can still see it, right? The one I got was given to us, given to our family. It was green. Lord have mercy. It was the ugliest green, but it looked good to me. It was a six-cylinder. It ran really good. The only problem was if you, uh, if you idled it and it, and it died, you couldn't just turn the key and start it. You had to get out, get your can of gasoline, raise the front hood, take off the, the right, take off the br br air breather, pour a little gasoline in the carburetor, hoping you didn't blow the thing up. Then get back in there and put out and it would start up again, right? Your first car is quite an experience. How about your first kiss? And nobody talking. I saw mothers look at their daughters like, you've been at no first kiss. You're too young to have a first kiss. I remember the first time I kissed Carolyn Johnson. Yes, amen. First things have a powerful impression on you. And as we enter first fruits, I'm, the reason why I keep doing this every year is because the principle is so powerful. And those of you who have understood it and engaged in it have been blessed by it. My wife and I, oh my God, 
It's amazing what God has done. So what the Lord did, what the Lord did to Israel while they were still slaves, well, they were slaves experientially as far as they were concerned, but God had already decided to set them free. And so before that day of freedom, the Lord gave them some instruction. And it's a, it's, 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 it seems to be the strangest instruction. But nonetheless, the Lord gives it to them. In Deuteronomy chapter 26, it says this, verses 1 and 2. Then it shall be when you enter the land which the Lord your God gives you as an inheritance and you possess it and live in it that you shall take some of the first of all the produce of the ground which you shall bring in from your land that the Lord your God gives you and you shall put it in a basket and go to the place where the Lord your God chooses to establish his name. It's kind of amazing. He said, he goes on, he talks about, and the first of the womb, the Lord said, belongs to me, not to you. And the first of your cattle, all the newborns, the first that come out of the womb are not yours, they are mine. And he goes on and, and to say, the first of your crops, the first of the works of your hands are mine. He said, I want you to take your firstborn. I want you to bring your firstborn and give your firstborn to me. That's so strange unless you understand it. So when the Lord demanded the very first of all their produce, of their children, of their cattle, of the works of their hands, God said, whatever comes forth first is mine. In days past, I've talked about Hannah who wanted a child, could not have, could not have children, when her first child came, she promised God before that child, she couldn't get pregnant. She said, Lord, if you'll just let me get pregnant, I'll give that first child to you. She already knew what the command of the Lord was. So when she had weaned the child, she brought the child to the priest. With the child, she bought an oxen that they, that they had two or three years to raise all the food they had to feed it. Along with produce, along with other gifts that were the first of their produce that year, brought it to the temple to the Lord in fulfillment, in obedience to the thing that God said, the first is mine. Is God selfish? Not in the least. For first fruits represents your future. It represents what God is about to do for you. Some of you stood right here and said, 
you received it, and some of you received it Friday night at prayer, that this is February. Tell you never February. It's your, it's, it is your week of breakthrough. I just want you to, I want you to, to appropriate it by faith. In the first fruit season, we take, it is a time of year where we honor the Lord with the best and the first. In fact, the Lord said to Israel, I want you to give me the first and I want you to give me the best. If the animal is deformed, don't bring them to me. If the crop has any disease on it, don't bring it to me. If the works of your hands has any flaws, don't bring me that. Bring me the first and bring me the best. So here's why I'm going to end this. Oh, you got to be kidding, Bishop. You're going to end it? Yeah, in a minute. Do you remember when Israel was in Egypt? Do you say, yes, I remember. <laughs> you look real good for your age. Amen. <coughs> Pardon me. They were in Egypt and, and Moses with his brother and sister went to Pharaoh and said what God told them to say. Pharaoh, let my people go. Remember that? Well, next to the last time when they came to Pharaoh, they said, look, Pharaoh, you've seen all these plagues. But this time the Lord says to you, Israel is my firstborn. Let my son go so that he may worship me. Pharaoh said, if I ever see your face again, it'll be the last time. In other words, if I see you again, I'll kill you. Moses turned back to Pharaoh and said, because you will not let his firstborn go, God will take your firstborn. And lo and behold, when the angels came, oh my God, the Bible says there was such a wailing, weeping in Israel such as they had never heard. If you were captain of the guard, but you were firstborn, when the angel came, you were dead. If you were a newborn baby in the crib and, 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 and the angel came and you were the firstborn because out of Pharaoh's mouth he decreed the destruction of his nation. Like that, gone. All over Egypt, firstborns were lying on the, on the ground dead. God said, I am first and there is none, I am the first and there is none beside me. And Pharaoh, you hardened your heart. You won't listen to me. Rather, I've already given you nine chances to show you what I can do. But since you won't listen, I need to touch you where you're, you're with that which is closest to you. Pharaoh puts the child in the arms of the stone and wooden gods but the baby does not come alive. Israel is over in Goshen with blood. Remember that the first of the year we're talking about it? Blood on the lintel, blood on the, on the doorpost. Dressed, ready to go. 
where they get that blood, they got that blood from a spotless lamb, put that blood in the basin, took the branch, hyssop, dipped it in the blood and sprinkled it on the door. When the angel came, instead of taking the firstborn, everybody in the house was safe. Tell your brother what he just said. Everybody in the house is safe. Man, first things to God is a big deal. The first represents God's grace and mercy. When they bought the children, God doesn't sacrifice human sacrifices on the altar. So when they brought the child, the firstborn, to the altar, like God said, they were also to bring an equivalent offering, which God would say. Uh, it would either be, if, depending on the occupation of the family, it might have been fine flour. It might, if they were herdsmen, it might have been a, a, a cattle. If, whatever their occupation was, God designated what are the sacrifices that you can, you bring the child and you bring this sacrifice and what you do, you bring them both before the Lord and the priest said, this is acceptable and, the, and you could take your child back home with you while you leave the equivalent in the hands of the priest but this child was already marked because he was the first check this out y'all how many of you are firstborn raise your hand watch this watch this watch this look around look around when I began in ministry 40 years ago we celebrate this year clap your hands and say amen 40 years ago, when we started ministry, God has always given me the majority of the firstborn. Oh, my God. One more time. If you're the firstborn in your family, raise your hand and look around. And look how many. That's, that's definitely the majority. That's probably more like a half to three quarters. That blows my mind. It says something about the nature of this house. And God designated this first fruit offering as very special to him. It means something to him. I remember when the first time I saw Tiffany's face, well, it's the first time I saw my wife's face in my daughter. That was amazing. And I remember shortly after that, and we still practice this, we, we, we gave her to the Lord. She has this, I mean, it's too late. She can't do nothing about it. Amen. Uh, and that's the way it should be for your children when you give them to the Lord. She was the firstborn. And it was just amazing, amazing to me um, what God has done with her life because God has something special, not better than, just different. God looks at first things very powerfully. So when they bought this first fruit to the Lord, he would receive it and, and then he would say something like this. Um, he would say, Proverbs chapter 3, 9 and 10. Honor the Lord from your wealth and from the first of all your produce so that your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow. Same verse, same verse in the message. Honor God with everything you own. 
Give him the first and the best. Your barns will burst and your wine vats will brim over. Many of you have wanted the overflow. You've wanted the increase, but you've not seen it the way you anticipate or the way you really want to see it. God's promotion and God's produce, God's fulfillment of his promises, God's ability to multiply back to you is connected to this thing called first fruits. When I open it up for you next week, which will really help you, you'll see that it's not just Old Testament. He brings the whole concept into the New Testament in a powerful way. Now, I want to do that for you next week. I'm going to talk about that hoe. She's something else. Come next week, I'll give you the rest. Oh, I'm, I'm serious. Y'all want to know this hoe. You want to know who she is. Amen. When the Bible have good hoes, amen. I'm trying to... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not kidding. This is a, she's, a, she's a trip. And I, I'll, I'll, I'll open that for you next week. But here's what I want you to see. A first fruit offering is different than a tithe. In the Bible, there is a principle of first things, and then there's a the first fruit principle. Principle of first things, it simply means that God is attentive to all the first. Even the theologians interpret the Bible by the principle of first mention. When you mention a thing in the Bible the first time, it generally establishes the pattern that of, and it remains consistent throughout the word of God. Tithing, for example, is the principle of first things. Because what you do is the first offering. Look at tell you never, a tithe is the first, the first offering. Okay, I want to be more specific. A tithe is the first tenth. A tithe is the first. I really want to emphasize this because if I could help you with this, oh my God, in the way that you remember your first kiss, I want to tell you that God is into first. So if you are truly a tither, it's not the next, it's not, he's not the bill you pay later. If, you're, if you understand tithe, you don't, you don't get all, you don't do your rent, your car, your insurance, your credit cards, your credit cards, your utilities, your student loans. You don't do that first. You do it, but you don't do it first. What makes you a tither, what makes God recognize your household economically is because when increase comes, the first thing you think of is what belongs to God. And I want to tell you, my wife and I, we've practiced this for more than 40 years, and, and you know what? He has met every need and has begun to open our dreams. But I want you to see the tithe. You can't tithe on what you don't have. You have to make something in order to tithe. Tell you anybody, you got to you got to earn something in order to tithe. So that when the Bible says you're to be a tither, it, it it presupposes that you work. Tap your neighbor and say, "If you do, you work." The Bible says, "If you don't work, you don't." Mm, mm, mm. 
So when you tithe, you, the tenth, that first tenth is what sanctifies what you've already made. That first tenth has the power to protect that 90%. If you treat it right, tap your neighbor if you treat it right. Uh, tithing is not a cure-all for every financial difficulty because if you tithe and mismanage, you just mismanaged. Let the people say amen. But when you tithe, it's a tither recognizes when I get an increase, when I get an increase, when I get an increase, the first thing belongs to God. It, 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 tithing demonstrates your love for God. Um, I want to say it another way. It demonstrates how much you honor God. It's a demonstration of your obedience Let the church say amen. amen Lord have mercy if you don't tithe usually it takes 30 to 90 days to see the results not, I, that's not a, a hard fast law it's just that's my experience with those who have never tithed before and they start tithing they said man so about for a month or two you know they're, they're trying to put, hold it all together and then after that second or third month, bam, it kicks in and the Lord does some incredible things. It's quite amazing. But you can't tithe on what you haven't earned. First fruits is something totally different. First fruit prophesies. Tap your neighbor tell it. First fruit prophesies. Say tithe protects. But first fruits, it prophesies. It declares what's coming. A first fruit looks at what's coming this year. A tithe protects what came last paycheck. Keep that in mind, okay? So when you think about giving God a first fruit offering, it should be very special because you know how special your first child is. Tap your neighbor and say, God gave his first, God gave you his first fruits, amen. That's why the Bible says his one and only, his first, his only begotten son. So God's offering to us was the first fruit, Mary's womb, Jesus. You don't think a first fruit is powerful you don't understand who Jesus is. I'll go on and tell you later on about who you are. When you figure out who you are, you're going to say, oh, my God. So today, I want us to, those of you who understand and, and you have been walking with us in this, I want you to participate today. Because I, I want in the presence of his showering upon us, his declaration to us, and I'm ready, the doors are open. The grace of God, they were singing about it this, today. The sweet grace, amen. Remind me to tell you, remind me to tell you what I heard. Remind me to tell you what I heard when you were singing that song. I'll tell you later, baby. 
It's kind of personal, so I won't say it out loud here. So, anyway, excuse me. Um, uh, <laughs> I was remembering. I was remembering our first first fruit. Man, it was a trip. And because we'd never done that before, we never thought about giving God a, an offering in the first part of the year symbolizing what we anticipated God to bring. And by the way, a tithe is already regulated for you. The word itself defines for you what the offering is. A tithe means tenth. So a tenth is a tenth. Ten percent of whatever comes in. Look at your neighbor. Ten percent, whatever comes in, tell them. Already belongs to God. So don't keep what's not yours. Amen. There's a problem in that when that happens. But a first fruit is different. The Lord says, when you come in the land, take some of. Some is not defined in percentages or numbers. So God says, I want you, wow, I want you to, to create this. I want you to make a choice of how much it is. I want you to designate how important I am to you. I want you to make it special. Man, first time we did the first fruits offering, I was like, oh my Lord. And you know, we, we're trying to figure out between the two of us what it what we're gonna do and how much it's gonna be. And and I'm looking at her, she's looking at me, and it's it's usually in the family, the wife wives can have more faith in this area than men do. You know, you asked the wife, she said, let's give 20,000. He said, what? So we were talking, what are we going to do? And, and, and we, came to this, uh, we came to this agreement of our first, first fruits that we were going to give five grand. No, 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 you understand. We didn't have five grand. That's the truth. We had to come up with it. We had this time frame to come up with it. So, Lord, I want to I earn this because I want to give this to you as a first fruit. We've never given this money in our, much money in our life at one time. We were always givers. We just never had done that. We'd never done that. I'm shocked. Some people have never given three figures. Three, people, some people have never given more than $100 at one time. Never. Really, some people who have never given $500, they've never, they don't even think that way. Some people, $1,000, you know, people go, oh my God, how much? I mean, if you listen to the naysayers out there, they criticize the church for receiving money. It's just that they don't know all the reports of what God does. Man, when we, we look at this and we knew that $5,000 was not within our present capabilities, but we decided this is what we're going to do. So we made the decision on five grand. And I, I was thinking, Lord, now how am I going to, you know, here was the question for me that the Lord gave me. If I bless you with it, will you give it? I said, yes, Lord, I'll do that. You mean you won't keep it? No, Lord, I'll, I'll give it to you. Now, I'm sorry, but do you know that's a big deal for some people. They can say that, but when they get that five grand in their hand, they're thinking, 
Ooh, and then when the five grand comes, all the sales jump off, right? Or some, some unexpected something comes up. Am I talking to the right people? Man, we started working, and the next thing you know, bam, bam, there was that money was in our hand. I said, dear God. Man, I didn't touch that money. In fact, the moment it came in, and we were rejoicing over it, we released that $5,000. And man, I was so happy. Now, I can't explain to you <coughs> why I was so happy, except I knew we had been obedient. Now, I know there's rewards for the obedience, obedient, but I didn't know exactly what was going to happen. That was the same year Tiffany Johnson had started at Spelman University. Five grand a month. A quarter. A semester. I guess a quarter. Five at that time. It's more than that now. Five grand a semester. We didn't have no five grand. I was, I was trying to figure out how I was going to work to get to keep her in college. And because I was, I was at that time, I was pastoring a very small church. That was really funny, guys. And, uh, and the people were trying to figure out whether they wanted to give. So I, we were like, what are we going to do? I, I want to tell you, when we raised it $5,000 and gave it, I think I told you this story. We had a trip to Italy. You were with me. Weren't you with me, Sandra McDean? By the way, she just turned 75. It's her birthday. She's the sharpest 75-year-old person you ever want to meet. And outworked three men. Amen. So we went to, who else? Raise your hand if you're with me on that trip. Bev, were you with us? You with us? You with us? Anybody? T was with us? Anybody else here with us on that trip? Mark, Je Mark, you, you at work? Okay. Herbert, he, Herbert, went, Herbert went with us. Bev went with us. Christopher went with us. How old were you then, sir? Never mind. <laughs> and we went on, we went on this trip. Uh, yeah, Diddy went with us because she was interpreting. She was speaking, she was speaking Italian for us. So God gave us a great seminar. And I think I told some of you the story. And and I'm in the pastor's office. It's been great. It's the end of the seminar. And the pastor, this young man wants to speak to you. The young man comes in and he he, he reaches in and he takes this little like envelope like and and he's, he's he, they were interpreting for me and he said he says he wants to give this to you he said give it to me he says yes this is his life's savings and it's five thousand dollars and I was I was messed up I was gonna go man I can't take your money man and the whole those spirit rebuked me he says you must take his offer and he was giving because of what was preached and how God had blessed him. And he was under the orders of the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit took a little boy, took his life savings to put back in my hands to be sure that my daughter could graduate from Spelman University as an excellent minister. Amen. Clap your hands. Amen. Sorry. All because she and I made a decision to do exceedingly above what we'd ever done before. That was our first fruit experience. Every year, our first fruit went up from there. It was kind of, uh, kind of amazing. So this year, I, 
I want you to consider before the Lord this principle. It's different than tithe. It's different than an alms where you're giving to the poor. This, this is a very special kind of offering. And as I break this open for you each week, you're going to see, oh my God, it's amazing how much of it is in the scripture. You should write this down. What's the name of my book, baby? Is it, is it called The Principle of First Fruits? Isn't that right? Okay. So I, so I want to just tell you that this is one of the secrets. I'm, I'm, I'm letting you in on one of the major secrets of the scripture. By the way, do we have First Fruits envelopes here today? Okay. Uh, is our keyboard person still here? I, I, want, I want to start it this week. Um, let me give you some keys. First, be in agreement as a couple. Shout that out back to me again. Amen. Agreement releases the blessing. So be in agreement. Um, number two, make it special so it's not like your normal offerings. It needs to be quite a bit stronger than your normal offerings. If you, and I would like to challenge you, if you have never given, if you've, if you've never offered to the Lord a substantial offering, it, it might be that your breakthrough is about obedience at a different level. And, and I want you to be at peace about it. When I say at peace about it, what I mean by that is if the Lord speaks a, a, an offering to you beyond what, you're normally, what you normally do, it, it, sometimes it, you know, it, it upsets you like, oh, my God, because the Lord can talk. How I many even the Holy Spirit can talk to you? And, um, and, and, and a couple say, well, what do we do if he has one figure and I have another? Add them together. Give them both. Amen. 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 No. You, you should be praying together and say, Lord, show, us, show me what to do. Honor the Lord out of your wealth, meaning your increase. Give unto the Lord the first fruit, the best, and he will cause your containers, bank accounts, holding accounts. That's what vats and barns are, holding accounts. He will cause your holding accounts to overflow. Now, here's what I've come to understand. Come to understand. It, usually for most people, every financial, every major financial breakthrough is always preceded by an offering that's greater than ever before or greater than anything else. God is so much involved in this until he watches and when Israel will come and offer that first fruit it was God's sanction to bless them. They were giving God permission. And here's what blows my mind. They were giving God permission at the level of their faith right then. God is such an incredible father that he will deal with you according to where your faith is right now. The Holy Spirit, who's the one that wants you to grow, 
will speak to your heart about numbers you haven't done before. I've had people in first fruit season say, this is what we're going to do. And by the second or third week, they say, no, no, the Lord wants me to stretch and do more. And I, I know you received it when you said February is a breakthrough month. Let it be a breakthrough in your heart, in the arena of faith. You make the decision yourself. Come to an agreement. Talk to God. We're going to do that in a moment. Some of you have already been talking to God and you are confident about what you're to do. The Lord was so good to us until two weeks ago. Uh, I wasn't sure exactly what I was going to do about this. Two weeks ago, the Lord spoke to my wife. Now, I'm learning to listen to her. She sounds like the Holy Spirit. But, uh, I, I, I learned to listen to her. And it's really, and for many guys, you need to learn to do that. And uh, so she, um, she said, honey, do you know I checked this and I checked that and I checked that, and this is how much we can do right now. The Lord said, we can do this. I said, wow. And, and that amount is substantially more than in previous years, just the first portion. So we're going to participate with you. In fact, if all goes right, you should come this week, right? And uh, I, I, I'm saying this to you because I don't want to talk to you about, about something that I'm not doing myself and leading the way. So when you talk about first fruits, say, Lord, I want a, an offering that is going to release all that you have in increase this year. And for many of you, in the month of February. Will you say amen? Okay. So, that's it for right now. And in front of you, there's an envelope. By the way, this envelope says first fruits. Um, it's, it's not a tithe. We already did that. A tithe is tithing on what you already made. But a first fruit is prophesying what you're going to receive. And the people said amen to that. It looks like this, the first fruit offering. And so what we want you to do is, um, for example, if the Lord told you to give $50,000, you know, and, but you don't have it, but you got to go, you know, release it or gather it, then you start with what you have and put how much totally it's going to be and then go and do the rest. And the people said amen to that. Seed it with something. Begin. Let's begin. Some of you have been waiting for this because you know what's coming. I don't know if we've had, I don't know if we've had it yet. Um, is, no, Sonia's not in here, is she? Sonia, no, Sonia. Sonia, have we ever had a $100,000 first fruit gift yet? Not yet? I know we've had 50. Say it again. Yeah, yeah, individually. Amen. Um, I want you to start thinking. Tell your neighbor, say, start thinking bigger. Start, start thinking bigger. Lance, I believe that we'll be getting $100,000 from a first fruit offering, which means that their income, oh, have mercy. I need some of y'all to have, I need some of y'all to be rich. I, I, how many of you are candidates? I need, I need you to get rich. 
you know, in the, in the body of Christ, I'm sorry about the leftist movement that makes you feel guilty for making money. Are they stupid? I need you to say, my God is so great. I didn't really mean for you to say, but since you said amen. My God is so great. I have to increase my thinking. Because he's great. His gifts are great. His dreams are great. I want to step up into another category. Some of you, it's time for you to do that. Sonia, have we ever had a $50,000 first fruit offering? I know you know, uh, because you were doing an offering. Right? You, were, you were counting at that time, right? Who said yeah? Yes, amen. I, I do know we, we have had. I'm ready for $100,000 first fruit offering. Hallelujah. I'm sorry, you guys look, you, you look quiet. I'm ready for the Lord to do that through the lives of people because he's blessed them so, and there's, it's their honor to do that. I love it. Some people have the gift of giving, and they, they just know how to generate money, and they give, and that, that, that's their gift, and God blesses them that way. How many of you would like to be candidates to be able to give $100,000? Thank you, Lord Jesus. I know my wife is that way. She's pressing me. Amen. I want you to bow your heads. Ask the Lord to bless you. Ask the Lord to give you that figure that's above the norm. A figure that's beyond. And for some of you, the figure will actually be beyond your present reach. But when you say yes and you give what you do have, the Lord begins to open the door for the increase to fulfill it. And that seed is what breaks you through to another level. I, I believe later on we'll give you some first fruit testimonies of what I'm talking about so you understand it's not a joke. It certainly isn't a gimmick. And once you learn this principle, it'll change your life. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you that this season is open and that your hand is open and that you are the God that opens heaven. I thank you I thank you for the grace gifts of the body of Christ. I thank you, Lord, for the increase of faith. Lord, would you, in the name of Jesus, let your spirit rest upon this house now so that we may see and believe. I thank you, Lord, for the best first fruit season ever let every question be answered and let faith overcome fear and doubt I bless you and I give you all the praise in Jesus name and the people said amen so Hannah she bought her son her firstborn son 
gave him to Eli's household. And the Bible says she has five, six other children besides him. All the rest of the children came after she gave Samuel. Oh, my God. Okay. So what I'd like you to do, if you